Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God, and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. I am Tom Brown, and your host today, Lance Rawhoff. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Lance Rahoff, and I am excited to be with you wherever you are today and listening in. We're thankful that you're with us for this next hour. I'm excited about this next hour because of my guest today is a woman who I respect tremendously, who loves the Lord and operates a little differently, honestly, than other people that I've met in the years of ministry I've been doing in the church and young life. I'm not, I'm not really so sure how to take that. Yeah, you're jumping right in. I know. <laughs> um, no, this is a compliment. And uh, so since uh, your voice has already come through the radio, I'm going to introduce you really quickly here. And your name is Angela Bender, in case you didn't know that. It's good to know. It's good mm-hmm. to be reminded. What's your middle Sometimes name? Sometimes I wake up and don't know. Marie. Oh, Angela Marie Bender. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Angie, Ange. Yeah, you can call me Ange. We can call you Ange. Okay, we Ange. Had that history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ange is the pastor at Desert Outpouring Church up in Cave Creek. Is it tech- technically Cave Creek address? Um, our location is right on the corner in Scottsdale, but most of our community is North Scottsdale and Cave Creek. Yeah, Desert Outpouring Church. Yes. Which you guys meet on Saturday night. We do. We're actually, we're doing pretty much everything you should not do in a church, which is change times, days, locations. You know, we're, we're kind of on the crash course of like church starting for dummies, but really for dummies. So we're actually switching to Sunday afternoons. Whoa, you are? We are. Whoa, okay. You're going to Sunday afternoons. I know. What time is that? I'm following in your footsteps. Well, yeah. I mean, we used to do 5.05 p.m., which was late afternoon. But what time are you talking about? Same time? We're looking at 3 or 4. Okay. And I don't know if you know this, but on Saturdays, we start at 5.05. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's kind of your genius. Copy cat. Totally. Um, so tell them how we met, because that's a good story. How you and I met? Yes. Why don't you talk about how we met? Enough about me. What do you think of me? <laughs> yeah, that's, hey, it's one of my favorite lines from, from uh, right? Beaches. Yeah, Bette Miller. Well, when we met you the first time, you never met us. It was in a group setting, and you were yeah. hosting a conference. And my husband and I um, had no idea who you were, and you got up, and you actually didn't even introduce yourself, so we had, like, no clue. I knew that you were full of the Spirit and just knew my name. Well, we heard you pray. Okay. And we were like, whoa, what just happened? That's a really cool guy. Who is he? And so we checked with our friends, and we said, who is the guy who prayed? And they said, oh, he pastors this church. And we were like, we need to find out who that is, and we need to go to that church. So. We, yeah, we like showed up to your church, which mm-hmm. we loved, drove 50 minutes each direction to be a part of it. So we became big fans. Yeah, 50 minutes each direction. I, I was impressed. That was the farthest I think anyone drove every single week. That was Living Streams Arcadia. Yep. And then now you guys got got that, you know, ever since you were a little girl, I know you've dreamed of planning a church. And uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I know that's exactly <laughs> not what. So this is kind of a crazy oh adventure that you've been on, and uh, I'm excited to talk about not only that adventure, but just even how you got here, yeah. because it's kind of a wild, crazy you and and uh, your family, how you got to where you're at today. But yeah. um, but it is exciting. It's adventuring and something new with Jesus, and, and so, yeah, you've got this church thing going now, obviously going to Sunday evenings, and, uh, you know, and I just think about... What's going on in the valley in general, just with the Lord? 
Like it's it's really cool. Like around the Phoenix area, the different communities of people that are popping up um, all over that you never even like knew existed, and yet there's this great community of people out in Cape Creek, for instance. Absolutely. Um, I'm thinking about our, uh, um, what the Lord's doing uh, all across Phoenix. I felt the Lord when we first moved here say, there's something really happening there and I want you to be a part of it. And so that was a big part of us actually moving here was because we felt the Lord invited us to something that he was doing in this area. Okay, that is so cool because I have heard that from several other people also in the last year. Of like We came because the Lord brought us here. We don't know exactly what the Lord's doing, but we absolutely felt like we were supposed to be here in Phoenix. That's really neat that you also felt that way a few years ago. So we're going to break away for just a minute, but stay with us because there are some great stories that Angela has that I want to hear her tell about just move of the Lord in their lives. And so uh, we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. This is Lance Rahoff, your host today for Koinonia, and my guest is Angela Bender. Angela, we just got off to this really fast start. I think the fastest start I've ever gotten off with a guest on this really? show. You piped right in. You're ready to go. I think part of that, too, is that you, it's, you're no um, novice to the airwaves. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but not no. And is, have you done radio before? I've done a little bit of radio, actually. And my husband goes, you know, people used to pay you to talk like for hours and hours at a time. He goes, nobody would ever pay him to talk, <laughs> which is why we pretty much call him a functional mute. I don't know if anyone's seen NCIS, but, you know, yeah. people talk about him being a functional mute. And that's kind of Greg. Like mm-hmm. he definitely I was like, that's that's what you are. And he's like, yes, you know, because yeah. that's why use two words when one will do and That's my right. opinion That's why is why you guys are such a great team right why use five <laughs> words when five thousand will do so yeah <laughs> yeah but you were on the tv for a while yeah. the television i did i got to host a spot anchor a spot with the uh, shop nbc and with the home shopping network and when i was fortunate to have won a pageant i got to do a bunch of interviews and kind of share my passion so it was it was a really you, cool fun time in my life you won a pageant i did isn't that crazy i know what? you didn't know that did you no what kind of pageant <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, obviously, it's beauty. Well, I, you know, no, I, actually, I picked the pageant where they scored the interview the highest in the whole, like, rankings uh-huh. of everything. Because I'm like, I cannot compete with these supermodels. So I, like, need to pick the one. It was for married women. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But oh, it was a fun experience. I, I got to work with Colin Powell in America's Promise. So that was kind of a fun thing. That's a random connection. Colin right? Powell and, and America's married Promise. women's. Yeah. Was it like a Mrs. pageant? Yeah, it was a married women's pageant. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, we had a lot of fun. Well, I learned something new. I got to do that and mm-hmm. be a sergeant in the Army. So, you know, there's all kinds of crazy background. That's right. You're a military. I was. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. Yeah. You have this. I mean, I, what I You're talking about the Valley. Can I say something really quick about yeah. that? Because you're talking about people coming to Arizona and feeling right. a move of God. So we had a couple show up at our church the other day. And this guy came up and he said, man, he goes, you know, I don't know about this whole hearing from God thing, but I like that you guys are exploring that. And he goes, I, I saw something for the first time. He goes, I don't know if it's a vision. I don't know what it is. He goes, but I saw this sword hitting the ground in Arizona and water pouring out. And he's like, I don't know what to really think about that. But uh, he said, I asked the Lord, what does that mean? And and he said, God said to me he was doing an outpouring. He goes, did you know God's doing an outpouring in the uh-huh. desert? Did you know that? And I'm laughing because I didn't realize that he didn't know. His wife brought him to church. He didn't know that the name of our church was Desert Outpouring. 
So he goes, did you know God's doing an outpouring in the desert? He goes, I think God's doing an outpouring here. Wow. And this yeah. is a guy who said, I'm not sure if God speaks to me today. That's so good. So <laughs> that was clarified. I, I, th- I, I think he did. I think. No, that was very cool. I, yeah. No, that's such a good story. And here, this is what I love is that over this next hour, we're going to talk about several of those kind of stories or just um, awesomeness of God, moves of the spirit, um, how God reveals himself to us, too. Because I, when I think about you and mm-hmm. your journey uh, your family, where you come from, I think it's such a cool testimony of like just God's goodness over your life and revealing his goodness to you in a lot of different ways. But that yeah. God is very real, that God speaks today, um, certainly through the scripture, but also speaks through his Holy Spirit, speaks through pictures and, and connections with people. And you have a lot of those kind of stories. So I'm looking forward oh. to hearing some of those kind of things. But also, um, tell me about your life growing up. So where are you from originally? Originally from Colorado, I accepted Christ for the first time. I say for the first time because I accepted him into my life like a thousand times. Mm. And I, the only reason I mentioned this when I was like five years old was that I came back the next day and said, I must have done it wrong because now I can't hear Jesus. And they said, oh, well, it doesn't work that way. And so my history was actually growing up in some traditional backgrounds where people weren't really comfortable with God speaks to us today. So they said, you know, what you do is you, you know, you read your Bible, which I totally have huge value for. And I have huge value for the tradition that I grew up in. But something in my heart, even at five and six years old, said, if somebody's living with me and somebody loves me that much, Mm -hmm. then he must want to talk to me. And if he talked to everybody throughout Scripture, why would he not talk to everybody now? Mm -hmm. And so something in me as a little girl must have somehow decided that this must be real. And uh, I remember saying, well, I, I, I think that I must be able to hear him. And that was part of my journey was was um, coming to a place of going, God talks to us in so many different ways. And just because we haven't heard him yet actually doesn't mean that he hasn't spoken to us in the past. We um, we actually just did a really cool game at church where um, people shared um, different ways that God speaks to them. And then we looked up in Scripture all the different ways that God speaks to people throughout Scripture. And we thought we were going to have 10 or 12. We ended up having over 30 different ways that God mm-hmm. speaks to people. Oh, that's great. And everyone was astonished because we had half of our group who said, I don't hear from God. They, we took a poll beforehand. How many of you feel like you've heard from God? And they said, you know, half of them said, I don't feel like I hear from God. But at the end of that, after researching the scripture and seeing how God speaks to us, every single person said, I actually have heard from God. I just didn't recognize it. Yeah, exactly. So tell me, what are some of the ways that were thrown out there? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, of course, he always speaks through nature. He says his heavens declare, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, even, even all of nature declares him. So that's probably one of the easiest ones where people felt the Lord's presence when they're in a natural setting. Yeah. Some of the more wild ones, of course, is that God has chosen to speak through animals. I've personally never experienced that, but that like is talking scriptural. talking donkeys? Yes, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, it's in there. It is. He um, often, angels will appear in, in dreams or visions, but also then just the dream and the vision. Those are distinctly separate experience. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones, of course, that people want to talk about is the audible voice of God, which I've never heard myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've but, heard once. Have you? Mm-hmm. Maybe twice, but once for sure. Well, Living Streams Arcadia got started based on An on audible that. voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Seventh so Street and Bell Road. If anyone's at Seventh Street and right. Bell Road, I was in my truck and... Yeah, and it was wild because I could say before that that I don't know that I've ever heard the audible voice of God. Uh, it was unmistakable as much as God was in the passenger seat of my truck with me, and I was praying specifically about um, a situation in a church and church plant and those kind of things. And 
Yeah, it was. Uh, but but I feel like also uh, it was so necessary. I think God knew it's so necessary that I, that I that like I don't know that you'll move on this unless I'm you know that like I'm as tangible and real and next to you and as audible to you as I am. So oh. for for me, that was an experience. And maybe another time too, I'm not real clear on it. I mean, I had a strong impression of the voice for, uh, the voice of the Lord, but for sure in, in that case, and that was um, in 2010. Wow, that's so cool. I'll, I'll tell you about one of my funny experiences with hearing the Lord and then kind of mm-hmm. having it affirmed. When we first were considering the possibility of making a a bigger commitment to a community of people in church, Mm -hmm. which was kind of terrifying to me because we had absolutely no interest in building a church. We're like, we just want to attend one. (laughs) We don't actually want to build one. But I asked the Lord, what is this all about? What are we doing? And he said, Ange, I want you to just go on an adventure with me. Each day, just wake up and be in this present moment, this present adventure. Just let's just listen and partner together. And if you can say yes to that, let's just take each day at a time. Mm -hmm. And I so felt him in my heart. Now, when I say I heard him, what I mean is I got an impression and a thought in my head, and it wasn't something that I would normally think. Mm-hmm. So I just put that on a table of I don't know until I feel like the Lord confirms it, because this is a process. You know, I don't know if anyone's had a miscommunication with their spouse, but I think everyone has. Yeah. And they don't say, oh, my goodness, my spouse, you know, didn't actually say it. we hear each other not right. So if we get to learn how to overcome miscommunication with our spouse, certainly we get to learn how to overcome miscommunication with God. Yeah. For we sure. get to go, you know what? I didn't hear you right. So anyway, when I heard that thing about adventure and okay, and he said, let's be in this, you know, this present adventure. I go hiking. Um, I'm right at the base of a mountain and this dog comes up to me and I'm looking at this dog and I was like, this, I'm not even sure this dog is real. Like it felt so amazing with the Holy Spirit. So I'm, I'm look, I'm like, I kind of actually said to the dog, I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I said, hello, Holy Spirit. And the dog winked at me. And I was like, what? Did you just, did you just wink? To, okay, I didn't this, even know dogs could wink at you. This show just got a little crazy. Right? So then I said, did you just wink at me? And the dog winked again. I'm not kidding. So I was like, what? Okay, so I'm looking at this dog and I just feel this like love wash over me. So I'm going, okay, I, you know, I don't know what's going on right now. And finally I decide I better p- keep hiking. Do you want to like move out of my, my way? And the dog just looked at me and then hopped to the side of the path instead of brushing past me. It was the oddest thing. So, what kind of dog was it? I don't even know because I'm not a dog. I mean, I have a dog, but I don't know. So yeah. it was, anyway, so it was okay. okay. Well, hang on. So here's I'm the a end detail of the, person. Right? That's why I was asking. It was a beautiful brown and golden. Okay. okay. So I go hiking up the mountain and finally the owner of this dog starts coming down and I'm like, is that your dog? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, that's a pretty amazing dog. She goes, yeah, a lot of people have that reaction. So I was like, oh, so it's not just me. And as I keep going up the mountain, I, I felt like I heard the Lord say, ask her what the name of her dog is. I'm like, she's way down the mountain. He's like, yeah, ask her what the name of her dog is. So I yell down to the mountain, hey, what's the name of your dog? And she yells back, this present moment. <laughs> really? I said, this present moment. What? So I come trucking down the mountain and I'm like, you what? You named your dog this present? Who names their dog this present moment? What do you call them? TPM for short? Like yeah. this present moment. And I said, that's the craziest thing because I just am, I just discovered I'm going on this present adventure. And living in this present moment. I felt like the Lord was just wanting to encourage yeah. me and go, let's go on this present adventure. And I'm going to put this present moment in your path yeah. to encourage you. Yeah, you really are. I mean, that's a fascinating, crazy, wild story, right? But but because I know you, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't 
it doesn't surprise me. Um, it doesn't surprise me at all. And you're uh, here's the thing: you're one of the few people, if maybe the only person that I I know who actually would try to have a conversation with a dog on a hike. But here's the thing. This is what I love about that is how many times throughout our day, throughout our journey, throughout our are there conversations that the Holy Spirit, that God wants us to have, whether it's with a dog coming on a path, you know, name this present moment or <laughs> right. or whatever it is. But what I, what I love is that you're – you're going, man, Lord, I'm tuning my antennas into you. That's exactly it. See, I realized that's exactly, you just hit the nail on the head, Lance, because I realized if I can hear negative thoughts all day long, if I can be hounded by negativity and judgment when I meet a person, when I look at myself in the mirror, if I can hear that stuff all day long, if it's that easy for me to hear that, why isn't it easier for me to hear from the God who created me? Why isn't it easier to hear from goodness yeah. And so I just figured if I can hear that easy, I should be able to hear the other even easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really good. And it I reminds me of uh, uh, Bill Johnson, who's ch- uh, pastor oh, yeah. of yeah uh, Bethel Church in Redding, California. He, he made a comment a few years ago that just stuck with me because he said, you know, I cannot afford to have a thought, any thought about myself that God does not have about me. Oh, I cannot yeah. afford to have a thought about myself that God does not have about me because how many thoughts throughout the day about myself are clearly not from the Lord. They're right. negative. I can't do this, whatever it is. Is that what God's speaking of me? No. So what are the thoughts I want to have or what are you speaking over me, Lord? And Absolutely. focus on that. So, hey, we're going to be right back with Angela. More stories to come. Uh, this is fun. It is way fun. <laughs> yeah. Stay with us. Love it. Hey, welcome back. This is Lance Rahoff, your host today of Koinonia. My guest, Angela Bender. We just got through with a wild, woolly, furry, not woolly, woolly, furry story of you on the on the path with, I really thought you were going to say that dog talked to you. I really wish I could tell you that it did. <laughs> we were talking about talking donkeys, but, but, but a dog named this present moment was good enough. That yeah. Was, well, that a dog awesome. did wink at me multiple times. Oh yeah. Times. You have the winking dog. Although, you know, there's tons of people listening to the show going, my dog winks at me and talks to me all the time. What are you guys talking about? I know. About? Yeah. 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 Well, we won't even go down the road of dog lovers. Right. And, uh, which I like dogs. I mean, we, I have a dog yes, named Sadie. Do. Yeah. Uh, a schnoodle. She's cutie. Yeah, Schnoodles, part Schnauzer, part Poodle, and yes. she is really cute, three years old, and I've always been a big dog guy, but I've kind of grown attached to, to Sadie. Oh, that's so funny, because Greg was totally opposed to dogs, and then um, I finally said, are you thinking that you need like a man dog, or is this a dog for the kids? Because we should just get like a rat that has fur that can mm-hmm. go potty outside. Yeah. And once he realized he didn't need to have like a man dog, that he could have like a rat dog for yeah. his kids, like that changed everything for us. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is quality content we're talking about here right now, right? This okay. is like how to live your life better. Get a rat dog with fur. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying. Let me ask you this. Uh, you, We got as far yeah. as you growing up. You're from Colorado. Yes. Where in Colorado? Aurora. Oh, Aurora. Okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. Right next to the base. I got to hear all the military That's stuff, right. never knowing I was ever going to be in the military. Right. 
Yeah. So you grew up in Aurora Mm -hmm. and you always wondered about this hearing from God thing. And so then uh, tell me about that. Once you got into like, what was school like for you in high school and then moving out? Like, what was that looking like since you guys were following Jesus? Right. Well, I mean, I can honestly just tell you that a whole lot of it was just a bunch of performance. I mean, I I, I like to say that. I mean, I I love the childhood that I had, but um, in faith. Um, it, I just was trying to do all the things that I could possibly do to be intimate with God, not realizing that intimacy was paid for on the cross. And so there isn't anything that we need to do to become intimate. So um, I spent a lot of my life just really actually being broken by performance, mm. broken by trying. I got to a place where I just told the Lord, I said, you're either God and God of the universe, and you're going to have to come find me because clearly what I'm trying to do to find you isn't working. Mm. Um, because I really believed that life isn't worth living unless you have an intimate relationship with him. You know, like I wouldn't, I have two kids and I wouldn't put a book out on a table and tell them to raise themselves. I might give them instruction, but I would want to be in relationship with them. And so um, while I so value what God has given us as ways to connect with him, I also so believe that he wants to be in intimacy and relationship. And so that was, you know, so I, I, I grew up, um, wanting and desperately aching for, for something more with God. And, and I think everyone kind of told me that I wanted too much. And it actually wasn't until I heard a man named Graham Cook mm. um, uh, on a CD. And my mom gave me a CD. By the way, moms give you, you know, some of the best and worst stuff you've ever received in your life. They're still giving CDs. My, oh, yeah. Mom's, yeah. You know, my mom's not around anymore, but if she were, I'm oh, pretty she, sure she'd yeah. give me a she'd cassette. She'd still be giving me like eight tracks, right? I was so, going to say a cassette yeah. or something. So she gave me another CD and I went, oh, another like horrible, horrible, horrible CD. But I will listen to it because you gave me birth and you gave me everything in all of life. And so, yes, I will listen to CD. Halfway through, I was like sobbing on the floor because I went, oh, this is a guy who has what I have been wanting all my life. Mm -hmm. He has a level of intimacy and relationship that I have dreamed about that that people have told me isn't possible. And Mm -hmm. once I knew that he had it, I knew that I could have it too. And that was a life-changing experience for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's really great. And I just think about like uh, where we are in our walk with the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to go past that if someone's not leading us past that a little bit, right? Because right? you don't uh, even know it lot. exists. It's like you don't entering know it Narnia. It's it really, it truly, it's that kind of thing where you got to walk through a wardrobe and you land yourself, you're landed yeah. into a whole new land, and you're like, oh, now I can explore this, because otherwise you're just kind of perceiving it, but. Well, don't we put yeah. God in this in, I mean, we put, we do, we put God in this box of our life experiences and what we believe, what we've been told. You know, I just talk about this embedded theology, which yeah. is, that's the theology that you've been told your whole life. You may not even know if it's in the Bible or not. I mean, you know, things that pastors may have said growing up and you're like, well, my pastor said it must be true. And it's a lot of the times about, you know, well, here's how God operates. And I, the more I yeah. grow in my relationship with Jesus, and you can tell me what you think about this is. Uh, uh, the more in relationship, yes, I become, the more I go, wow, it's really hard to even um, fathom, comprehend. I mean, like not even hard, it's impossible. The vastness and the uh, not only in grace and love and all those kind of things, but just how the spirit operates, because we tend to want to put the spirit and the way God operates is, well, you know, here's what scripture says. And therefore, now I'm going to define that this is how God operates. And there are, don't get me wrong, right? I mean, there's truth in the scripture of Uh this is the character of God and this is how God operates. But that's not how God, God is not limited to that. I I have finally come to the, this, this is one conclusion I do have, Lance. I hope I have almost all of it wrong. 
I hope I know so little about him because I'm really planning on spending all of eternity discovering who God really is. So I hope that I have just a tiny bit (laughs) and that there's so much more of him that I don't even know. In fact, when you're talking about that, those kinds of mindsets that we grow up with, um, the Lord did me a favor and he had a young man pray for me. I was sitting in church and you know how you do that, you know, meet and greet thing. I've always hated that because I always feel so awkward, like, you know, doing this superficial handshake. My wife can't stand it. Ah! So anyway, but when they turn. That's why we do it. Right. Exactly. So because your wife can't stand it. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's that's my pastor speaking there, you know. So um, (laughs) uh, I saw this um, young man sitting in front of me and I felt the Lord say, I want him to pray for you. And I was like, okay, what's that all about? And he said, I have something I want to give to you and I want you to, ha- I want him to pray for you. And I don't even know that I believe that we can only get certain things through other people. I kind of believe that God has given us it all. So I was like, oh, you're really messing with my theology, God. I love when you do that. Like it, it messes me up. So I said, you want to give me something through him? He said, yes. And so when they turned and we did the meet and greet, I realized that he had Down syndrome. And I was like, and so I turned to the woman next to him, who I thought was his mother, I wasn't sure, it ended up being his grandmother. And I said, would you mind if your son, or, you know, because I didn't know, would pray for me? And she burst into tears. And my husband's like, oh, for, for Pete's sake. I mean, you can't even do a two-second meet and greet without people like crying and having a relationship. Like, are you kidding me? And she said to me, he doesn't speak. And I said, it doesn't matter whether he speaks or not, because you see, I can see who he is. And the Lord has told me that he wants to give me something through this young man. And so by this time, we're like, sitting down and my husband's still just going, really? But at the end of the service, she turned to the to her grandson and asked if he would pray for me. And I looked at him and um, it was kind of one of the coolest experiences I've ever had because I saw, I'm just going to tell, I mean, this is the, you know, this is, the, this is my experience. I felt like I saw Jesus standing with him mm-hmm. and I'd never had an experience like that before. And it overwhelmed me because I saw this young man and Jesus standing together. And I just kind of actually fell down on my knees. And at that point, his hands were near my head. So I just put them on my head and just went, okay, Lord, I receive what you have to give me. And uh, my mom actually was there in that service that time. And later she said to me, was it just me or was Jesus standing inside that boy? And I was like, oh, thank you. Because I thought, you know, I thought maybe I had imagined it. So he prays for me. I have no idea what's happening. I get up, I go on with my day, you know, and the next day, because I, so I don't even know what any of that was all about. But the next day, I had this crazy experience where I found that I couldn't complete a sentence. Now, I, you know me pretty well, Lance, and I used to actually make a living talking. So like for me to not be able to, I <laughs> literally could not complete a sentence. There wasn't a single sentence that I could finish. I thought maybe I was having a stroke or an aneurysm or something. And so I was going to go to my husband to ask him if we could go to the but I couldn't say the word hospital and because um, <laughs> I couldn't complete any sentences. And at that moment, I asked, I said, Lord, um, I, I think I might be dying. And he says, no, you're OK. And I said, well, what happened? And I felt like he said to me, I blew up your brain. I said, you what? And he goes, I blew up your brain. And I said, am I OK? And he said, yes. And I said, what is this for? And he said, I want to give you the mind of Christ. And I realized what he was starting to do. And it, and it, and it changed my life forever was he undid a whole bunch of my conclusions. And that was the gift that this young boy gave me was the ability to be unhooked from these billions of conclusions that we land in that we don't even aren't even aware of. And they were like one synapse away. So I could get to them if I wanted to, but I didn't have to live my life from them. And so I got to put everything I have ever believed about everything on the table and let the Lord start to have a whole new discussion with me. Mm-hmm. And that changed my life because at that moment in time, I had a daughter who had autism. I had a, a family that was being run by anger and, um, and huge challenges uh, within our home. And I had 
family. Oh, I didn't turn off my phone. That's um, so rude. So <laughs> I had family, um, you know, that was just kind of falling apart. And I myself was falling apart. And so the Lord was giving me this huge gift to have the opportunity to start to see my marriage, my daughter, my family, and even myself from a whole new perspective. Instead of seeing ourselves from the preconceived ideas that we have about why we're the way that we are, I now was starting to have the freedom to see everything around me from a whole new position mm-hmm. and from the way God was seeing it, and it changed our lives. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> that's incredible. And it's such a cool journey that you've been on, and uh, probably pretty unique for a lot of people who are following Jesus, because that's not something that typically you might be given a lot of freedom in, in, right. in a lot of churches, in the American church, at least. And um, but that, but what I love about that is that's something that you're bringing in to share with other people. And I think it's really cool that you're very vulnerable and open with your story. Like, Thanks. for instance, um, just that, and then even your own struggles in life. Like yeah. you're, you've been really open about that. And in fact, in the next segment, I, I'd love to just talk for you just to be open about like, hey, here's part of my journey um, because I think it's power. I think there's some story in yeah. your life that people need to hear. Thanks. That is life changing for them. Thank you as well. And um, but but before we go to our break, um, I just want to ask you. Yeah. Uh, and I'll put you on the spot here okay. because this is really taking a, a a little turn, a transition. I ask our guests here is if you could have any superpower. Yes. What would it be, and why? And I normally I give you time in the break to think of an answer, oh, but yeah. I'm just gonna... I don't even have to think about it. Oh, I can you got just it. Tell you flat I out, known. it would be to eat all the sugar and candy in the world and not gain any weight, and uh, that is like totally a non-beneficial superpower to anything in the world. So, so it's completely self-focused. Yes, that that's would be a pretty it. good one. I mean, no, that <laughs> that. So we did have one person say pizza specifically one time, just to eat all the pizza that they want and never. Wow, one food. Why limit yourself? I know, but for you, it's pretty much anything that has sugar in it it sounds yeah, like pretty much yeah, yeah no that's that good would be, that would be my dream and hope <laughs> I, I don't know i actually i need to think during the break of a better superpower than no that, that's but, a good one yeah but um when we come back we're going to talk about some some cool stuff that's gone on in your life what the lord's done and um i'm looking forward to hearing that so stay with us sounds good Hey, welcome back. This is Lance Rahoff, your host today for Koinonia. I have Angela Bender with me. And in our last segment, uh, even prior to your superpower, which is to eat anything with sweet and whatever you want <laughs> and not gain any weight. Prior to that, though, you had it shared just a... tells you a little bit about how caring I am for the world and others, right? <laughs> well, it's your superpower. You can do with it what you want. Right. And that's your choice. But yeah. uh, prior yours? to that, you were talking about how the Lord had really... Um, come in and had done something significant, like you said, blew your brain up. Like, tell me more about that. Um, It was such a life-changing experience because it allowed me to think whole new thoughts and think in whole new ways. And it wasn't like I couldn't think like I thought before, but it was a real gift to me because I was unaware of all of the conclusions that had been developed in my life as to how things work and how 
um, my relationship with God even works or, or what's even happening in my marriage or what's happening with my children. And so it allowed me to think in whole new ways. It was a gift to me. And what we didn't realize at the time was that that was going to be a gift that we could pass on. And so when Greg and I would start to share our story, which was a recovery from me having an intense eating disorder that lasts for many decades, um, my daughter's um, recovery from autism and Greg's recovery from um, anger, um, we... uh, when we started to share some of our story, we discovered that people who were hearing it would start to hold their head and they go, I feel like something's happening in my brain. I'm having some tingling happening in my brain. And we didn't realize it was a gift we were going to get to pass on. In fact, one woman who came to one of our groups, um, the Lord had told her and she had written in her journal, he said, today I'm going to rewire your brain. I'm going to give you new neurological connections. And she wrote in her journal, I don't even know what that means. And he says, I know, but I just want you to know that this is what I'm going to do for you today. And when she came to our session and she started to have a physical sensation in her brain of something different happening, um, she goes, this is what I wrote in my journal. And so all we think that that is, honestly, is just a renewal of the mind. When God says, you know, um, that, we, that, that it is the renewal of our mind that so changes our, our life, I, I, that's just that simple thing. But for some reason, it's becoming kind of an intense experience for a few people that just kind of launches them into a whole new place of being able to perceive of his goodness and see how he really sees them in a, in a much more powerful way. Yeah. 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 No, that's that is um, <clears throat> that is true uh, that the Lord. I mean, truly, there is a renewal and a transition in our mind yeah. into a new perspective. I don't think I've ever heard it explain the way that you just explained that, though, like literally in a physical sense, because there's like mm-hmm. a physical manifestation of something that the Lord had told you, this is what I'm doing, blowing up right. your mind. There is actually a shift in that. And then with the perspective that you just uh, explain was really interesting. Now you brought up a couple of things yeah. in in telling that story. Uh, one is uh, you said uh, eating disorder mm-hmm. for many decades yes. that you had struggled with. Not Tell not. me about that. Well, um, I first became bulimic when I was in college and had a heartbreak. Um, didn't know what that was about. Struggled with the eating disorder off and on. I was actually out of it for seven solid years and thought I was completely healed and it was done. But it cropped back up again. And uh, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to manage it, which I've discovered that that you don't manage those kinds of issues. You actually get to learn how to overcome them. And so I remember asking the Lord, what are these addictions all about, whether it's alcoholism or TV or whatever the addiction might be? And this isn't the answer. This is one answer. This is one answer to one girl sitting in her car asking the Lord, what is this addiction thing all about? And what I felt like he said to me was, he said, Ange, people become vulnerable to addiction when they have not yet been loved enough. And when they have not yet been loved enough, they become vulnerable to something that's accessible in the moment that can comfort them. And so I said, so really the answer is not about white knuckling it and making better choices. The answer is actually discovering how much you love us. And when we start to live in the love that you have for us, it is who you made us to be that makes us overcome. And he said, I want to show you how who I made you to be is made to overcome anything that is pulling your life to shreds. And so I started to realize that it wasn't about behavior and going after behavior actually just caused more challenges in my life. What he was starting to help me see was if I go after identity and have that conversation with him instead, who did you make me to be that automatically overcomes an eating disorder? Hmm. 
That was the conversation he was wanting to have with me. In fact, I found that when I was talking about the problem, he was super silent. In fact, he didn't even really want to talk about the problem. He's like, I don't really want to talk about what the enemy is doing in your life. I don't really want to talk about that. I want to talk about what I'm doing in your life. All of a sudden, the like floodgates of conversation were opened when I started to change the topic of what I wanted to talk to God about. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and so now, how long has it been since you've been overcoming? Right. So this last, um, that that journey, so I realized, I'm like, so I'm not going to just get free of this eating disorder, or am I? He's like, no, because we have to love you enough, and I'm going to utterly convince you that I don't leave you or forsake you when you're involved in sin. I'm going to utterly convince you that I am with you. I'm, I'm with you, and I breathe with you, and I'm in every moment of every day, and there isn't anything that can separate you from me. There isn't anything that can separate us from the love of God. He goes, you feel separated. You feel separated, but you're not actually separated. He goes, because I went to hell itself, and I took captivity captive. So I'm not away, and I'm not upset. I already dealt with sin. Now I'm dealing with your identity. And he goes, I need to utterly convince you that you're not lost or gone or away from me when you don't do your devotionals, when you're involved in a sin. I'm so with you, and I'm so with you getting free from this thing that has enslaved you and convinced you that you're something less than who mm-hmm. I made you to be. Yeah, that's good. So, so sorry, it's been a couple of years, answer your question, a couple of years in freedom of the eating disorder, but it was a longer journey because I couldn't just solve the behavior. It was mm-hmm. about being loved enough. And, um, wow, that's the healing work that just changes your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, thanks for sharing that. Now, the other thing that you mentioned in yeah. your story that, is that when uh, your daughter had, yep. um, I forget the terminology you used. Autism? But, yeah. Well, I know she had oh. autism, but the, what you had said was that, that she'd come through it or come, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Tell me what you said. I just yeah. forgot what so, it was, the way that you expressed that. Oh, I'm not really sure how I said it either, but Darby had a series of miracles where mm-hmm. she overcame autism. That yeah. isn't everybody's journey. Not everybody is going to have that kind of a healing. Um, some healings are slow, some healings are longer, and some lives are lived in a different kind of journey with God. So I'm not going to make a proclamation as to what God's doing in each person's life because I truly believe it's so intimate and different, and you have to ask the Lord, what are you doing in this life, and what are you inviting me into? Mm-hmm. But what he did with us was he started to convince us of who Darby really was made to be and taught us how to agree with that instead. And so we watched her have a series of miraculous healings. So we would have a healing and then she would like grow up into it, if that makes any sense. Like one day she would be one child. The next day she'd be completely different. She'd have a miraculous healing, but it wasn't all the autism and it wasn't all at once. And then she'd take a year, year and a half to grow into it. And then we'd have another miraculous healing, and then she'd have to grow into it. And then she'd have another healing, and she'd grow into it. Um, in fact, Sean Bowles, we were just recently at his Growing Up With God um, series, yeah. and he called out, this is so funny, is there an Abraham from Arizona? And I was like, ah! you know, and I was a parent not supposed to actually be reacting. Yeah. But he had a beautiful word for Darby and for Abraham that he actually posted on his website just recently oh, wow. um, about her healing and about the word that he had for her. So that was fun. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, that is, that's awesome. And I th- I like the way that you position, uh, position that as far as not making a proclamation of what everyone's healing's like, because it is an individual journey that we have with the Lord. And, and there is so much that we just don't know. Like, and, and I think, for instance, if I was a parent with, aut- with an autistic child listening to this, I'd be like, wow, that's crazy that your daughter has experienced these healings in her autism. Yeah. Oh, my kid has not. Right. I mean— 
you oh, know, it's some, crushing to hear that. Right, right, exactly. And uh, but and those are the unexplainable too, because uh, someone might say, "Well, we've been praying for twenty years for this right. healing, and it hasn't happened." And so, is our prayer not enough? Is our faith not enough? And oh, I, I, I think that's all the stuff that people struggle with, right? Yeah. Which is like, why hasn't it happened for us? I so when, I learned to short circuit that whole process that can just tie you up in knots mm-hmm. and make you just miserable because that's where I live most of my life. Right. And my short circuit for that whole process is I ask the Lord each day, who do you want to be for me that you couldn't be if my daughter didn't have autism? Who do you want to be? Some days he wanted to be your healer. Sometimes he wanted to be my comforter. Sometimes he wanted to be my teacher and teach me how to love someone with no return on that love. Mm -hmm. Um, So asking him, who do you want to be in this situation that you couldn't be if I wasn't in this situation cuts through all those other issues and helps get straight to the heart of the relationship of who God, who is he being today? And he'll handle the long-term plan, but he'll help you engage with the short-term plan of today I get to agree with God. And I'm a firm believer that one agreement with God is greater than an entire city's agreement with evil. Mm, yeah. So I believe that we turn the very atmosphere and we turn the very tide of everything that's happening when we come into agreement with what God's doing. And I know that I'm agreeing with God when he surprises me. Because what I think he's doing is rarely what he's actually doing. But he's so much more of a genius, and that's what I find really fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure, that is the case. And that's been my experience as well. It has. It's part of the reason why we loved you as our pastor, Lance. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let me ask you this. Uh, you, you've mentioned several times throughout the, the interview today just that, you know, you heard from the Lord in this way, or you talked to God this way, or even yeah. just it's such a natural thing for you to go, well, then I said this, and then God told me this. And I think that— um, one of the things on people's mind often is like, what does that even mean? So like when if I asked you just succinctly yeah. to say, Ange, um, how do you hear from the light? Like, I know it yeah, takes practice. People and- hear so differently from the Lord. And I do want to thanks for bringing that up. It's such a good point. Um, people hear from the Lord so differently. Some people hear through impressions. Some people hear, and and mine is a lot of impressions. I have a lot of impressions. I perceive something and I don't know. And what I do is I take it for a spin and I test it out. I don't ever get caught up in what I think I heard from God. I go, I think I heard this. And then I get to take it for a test run and see if it's really right. My litmus test from hearing from the Lord are very simple. In James 2, he talks about wisdom that is from above. First of all, is pure and it is peace. And it, and, it, and it reaps uh, righteousness in a harvest of peace. So I know that if it feels peaceful and I know that if it um, uh, has that kind of fragrance, then, then it's wisdom from above. I also know that the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. So if, if what I'm hearing has that quality of love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness. Oh, and James also says it's willing to yield. So that's the fragrance that I know. And I just take it for a test run and I check it out and I go, is this really you? And then you become more confident and more confident that you're really hearing from the Lord when you take a few risks and see what happens. Yeah, no, that's really good. Well, uh, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to be back for our closing segment and we're going to have a time of prayer too, because I feel like you're going to hear some things from the Lord that maybe you can speak out over our audience today before we close out this segment. Fun. Yeah, we'll be right back.
Hey, welcome back. This is Lance Rahoff. Uh, we've had such a great hour with Angela Marie Bender. And, and I love that you put that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like middle names. Um, I like. What's your know. middle name? Uh, I use my initial Lance V. Lance Strongman. Uh-huh. I say Lance V. Rahoff. Yeah. And people always say, well, what's the V? And I always say vivacious. Seriously? Mm-hmm, but it's not. It's it's Van. Lance Van <laughs> Rahoff. And people I, always put the V, the Van together. They go, oh, you know, like Lance Van Rahoff. No, yeah. it's, I don't it know. It takes a super confident man to identify with the word vivacious. That's impressive. <laughs> Seriously. That's funny. Right well, listen, now you're growing in my esteem. There you go. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, let's close out this segment with some okay. prayer because we've talked about prayer and hearing from the Lord. I just, why don't we just ask the Lord, like, if there's a word for listeners today. That's Okay. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. And okay. I do want to just clarify for people, I spent most of my life not hearing from God yeah. and feeling very frustrated and thinking that I couldn't, thinking I didn't have the gift, but believing that it was possible. So I just want yeah. to say okay. that it uh, just open yourself to the possibilities and, 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 and let yourself explore and have a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Because nobody tied their shoe the very first time. Right. When they tried their shoelace and there are very few adults who don't know how to tie their shoes. Yeah. So this is about like learning how to do something and exercising a different muscle. And so give yourself a whole lot of chance to have a whole lot of fun with it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and before we yeah, pray, just pray. if anybody wants to get hold of Angela, yeah. you can go to your website at. Yeah. DesertOutpouring.com. DesertOutpouring.com. And you can check them out there. So yeah. let's pray. So, Lord, we just thank you for the hour we've had today. We want to hear from you. And I just pray over Angela right now that. Lord, that uh, you just uh, bless her in the rest of her day and this week. Thank you, Lord, for your voice. Lord, I, I hear you saying <laughs> how much you love who you made each person to be. I love, Lord, that every person who's listening to this broadcast right now, they weren't born here on earth. They were actually born in your imagination. You are the one who thought them up, and you thought that idea was so good that you had to make it real. So every person who's hearing my voice right now is actually getting to just feel a little bit of your heartbeat, Lord, that you love who you made them to be. So Lord, I ask that you would awaken us and awaken me even more to how you see our life, our circumstances, our spouse, and our children. Lord, help us to be clear that some of the things that we think about our situation is based on circumstance and what's happening in the natural. But what you really want to do is awaken us to who we really are and how we are meant to overcome every single thing that's come against us. Yeah, amen to that. Thank you, Angela. Well, everybody have a great day.